the first thing we got to do is choose race, which, <laughs> strangely enough, has been done for three of you. <laughs> All right, so just going down the list, uh, Galdrin, you're a wood elf, which is to say you are one of the, um, like, the bastard elves, like, not one of the pure-blooded races, so horse, um, since you weren't here for the last game, and I'd have to pull up my notes on it. Um, the elves, so elves are the dominant species in the world, right? Um, because, like, the astral sea was whatever, they, the gods created the world, well, worlds, and they created the elves to, like, help them, like, they, they prominently play into the creation myth of this world. And then 99% of the gods were like, cool, we did our job, and they went right back up into heaven. And the most elf-like gods were like, you know what? I'm going to stay here. Those handouts that I that I made, I don't know if y'all read them, but uh, those 12 or 13 gods are like still in the Sun Chaser Sovereignty and Balatea, yeah. which is all the way far to the north, and it's like, it, it's basically Valhalla on, yeah. on Earth, right? Yeah. The elves tend to align with one or more of the gods, and they're, the way they... Uh, designate themselves as by animal tribe. So, like, the elves in the north are, like, the wolves and the bears. Um, the elves of the plains, like, and the desert where she's from, those are the horse elves. So there's just different different things like that. So any of the various offshoot of elves that's not strictly one of those things, like frost elves, uh, drow, whatever, those are, like, the bastard elves. And that's kind of what Galdrian is most appropriately, is he is not any given, like, pure-blooded elf. You bastard. In more ways than one. Yes. You get either plus two dex, plus two wisdom. Gee, which is better for Galadriel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. And you get the ability Elven Grace. So at the start of every one of your turns, you get to roll a d6, and if it's uh, lower than the escalation die, you get an extra standard action. And then the die size goes up, and up, and up, and up, and to the point where eventually like, you can't get an extra action. Kind of, I, I looked at a bunch of different elven races to see which one fits you the most, and that was Galdrian does kind of have these like manic spurts of energy, as I recall from from various different games. So I will, I, yeah, I really want to get uh, those power cards made for you guys. Um, that way we can denote basically. So the nomenclature in this game is what's the term legally distinct. From the nomenclature in D and D, so you don't have bloodied at half health. You have staggered. You don't have I forget what D and D's four E's term for like forceful disengagement. I think it was forced movement. You have like pops free. You don't have at wills encounters and dailies. You have I think it is still at will, but then you have like once per battle, once per day. Like so, very similar nomenclature, but. In 4E, that was denoted like greens for at-wills, reds for encounters, and blacks for dailies on the power card. And I want to build that stuff out for y'all. That way you can just have a reference page instead of scattered notes. Uh, But in this case, it's an at-will for you. You do it every turn until you can't do it anymore. There's some feats you can take that improve that. So not right now, but later on you can like start the battle rolling a d4 instead of a d6. No. You roll a d4 to get under the escalation die. Oh, okay. 
you, the way I roll it, it's going to be great because I never. <laughs> you, get, you get ones all the time. Uh, Ardith, you are a high elf. Mm-hmm. You get uh, either two intelligence or two charisma. I had actually considered making the entirety of the Horse Nation the uh, the Dark Elves, <laughs> but I specifically recall you being in uh, Aladrin yeah. in 5e and having a teleport. Yeah. So uh, you get teleport. So once per battle, you can just go anywhere in the battle. Cool. Doesn't work out of, out of battle, right? It does. It does? Yes. And is it that so once? Yeah, it's like once every couple of minutes. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure about that one. Yeah, like yeah. once a scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, there are feats for that as well. Mm-hmm. I really like the feat tied to that in particular because it was a super-duper high-level thing in 4E, but there's a feat that whenever you teleport, before or after you teleport, you just get to deal damage to things. <laughs> I was like, bam, yes! Bam. <laughs> I, I played very briefly a an Eldrin Swordmaster, who was a fighter, and, like, the Paragon Path and the Epic Destiny he took, basically every fight I would go, and just hit everything in the battlefield every turn. So uh, that's something to look forward to. Yes. Suna, I went back and forth on you, because there's a couple of choices that thematically make more sense, you know, some make more sense than others. Uh, Well, mechanically. Thematically, I think I chose the best one for you. Uh, You are still a Kitsune. Technically, the race is called Niyama. They are trickster spirits, so just put Kitsune. Uh, you get either plus two strength, plus two dex, or plus two wisdom. For you, wisdom is going to be a big thing, since you are a caster druid. So you are not a shifter druid or a druid of the moon, so their first benefit doesn't apply to you. Their second is shape change. As a standard action, at will... You can take the form of an animal of your choice or change back to your humanoid form. Uh, In animal form, you can hunt other animals, can't use weapons, spells, speak. Uh, If you take damage, you turn back into a human or yourself. Okay? Okay. So I need you to tell me what that shape will be. It has to be a small critter or small-ish critter. Smaller than my fox? So uh, would you... uh, like you are a fox person, that doesn't mean you have to turn into a fox. If you would like to turn into... I mean, smaller than what you, I normally... I would say, like... If you're a five-foot, ro- ro- bipedal fox. I yes. would say, like, Rolo's size or smaller, so 30 pounds or smaller. So if you really wanted to play a tiny little bear, sure. Uh, <laughs> but... Pygmy bear. <laughs> but keep in mind, like, it has to it has to make sense for the the area that you're from, which is a forest. Magical forest, but forest nonetheless. Honey badger, super angry, <laughs> very small. I mean, Honey I mean, badger think, don't care. Think about your goal, right? Which is, when you're at, in animal form, do you want it to be so that you can hunt? Do you want it to be so that you can dissuade people? Do you want it to be so you can be sneaky? Yeah. You want dexter strength. Uh, and the the feat that's associated with that. Right is you can gain more animal forms if you choose. Uh, <laughs> I have two in mind, but I don't know how well they would be at well, fighting. Talk it out. Yeah, I mean, they're not. you're not going to fight in this. Yeah, because I was thinking a flying squirrel, because it would make me be able to climb the trees and move around mm-hmm. and follow some of the people that you know I kill sure. easier. Mm-hmm. Or... Can it be a bird? Because yeah. I was thinking a raven. Yeah. 
Ravens and foxes go together. Yeah, ravens and foxes do go together. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, throughout various myths, like uh, ravens, foxes, wolves, they're oh, all carrion eaters. They're both tricksters. Yeah. The, the, big, the big thing is thematically, so while Suna is a druid, the way it has been explained to me is she is a forest witch. Like That is how she will be played. So... Yeah. Again, still, still ravens are bad <laughs> omens. Uh, yeah. like, uh, that, and, that totally fits. And, I, I mean, I like it because in the Sun Chaser Sovereignty, specifically, there is, like, a 14th god called the Raven King. Yeah. And, like, nobody discusses him. Everyone fucking hates him. And it is an extremely bad omen to just see ravens. Oh, so people would be really scared walking through my forest yeah. to see yeah. a raven. Okay. Yeah, ten of ten. Yeah, let's <laughs> go with the raven. All right, so uh, go ahead and jot that down. I think I think even naturally, like ravens will hang out with foxes and like help either show them where stuff is or share in the. They're both very they cunning come. animals. Yeah. Yep. Uh, if you if you train that raven to talk, it would be a cunning linguist. <laughs> uh, all right, so Mike. Minotaur, right? Yep. Is that is that what you settled on? Yep. Cool. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah. this is my frog folk. <laughs> He's just big and furry. <laughs> Actually, I think there are furry frogs. So uh, um, just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't look a frog. Period. All right. So plus two strength, plus two wisdom. Your choice. Uh, your bonus racial power is gore. So once per day, you can add one d six per level to a successful melee attack. Just to give people that extra fuck you. <laughs> uh, because, I don't know if I explained it, but damage scales with level here. Your fist may be doing 1d6 now, but every level you get to add another d6 to it. Yeah. Um, Mechanically, Minotaur is actually the worst choice for Monk versus the Frog Folk. Like, the Frog like works better with Monk, but I think Minotaur... It's more fun to play. Yeah. Sometimes it's not about uh, mechanics. It's mechanics. about what's fun. So, that picture's extra funny now. Yeah. <laughs> so feats attached to that. You can't get them now, but at fifth level and up, you can increase the damage to one d eight per level. Or at eighth level and up, whenever you gore an enemy, you also basically take away their next turn. So something to keep in mind. Like it gives you a little bit. You're you're already a lot about battlefield control. So I pity whoever is the GM for this game because we have controller, 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 <laughs> controller. There's going to be shit all over the field. Wait, that's you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. But you get to throw other shit at us. So that's one of the cool things about this, and I'll show you all once we do the combats, and I'll show you the monster stat sheets, in that they don't, they don't have your effects. So, like, if I ran an enemy druid... There is no chance in hell it would have a spell that mimics what you do. They all have very unique, very succinct effects. So, like, the dwarf has this ability where it's like if you get hit, you get to automatically spend a recovery. They don't have that. But if I were to play a dwarf, they have a thing where it's like just once once per fight they get to knock half your damage off of that hit. Okay. So it actually makes it very easy for me because yeah. it doesn't go... They do this thing as per the druid's fa 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 spell, and I have to flip flip flip. It's like yeah. they do a thing; it has an effect. That's it. Yeah. And much, much easier to run. And they're still they're capable of being complex characters without having to like me reference a bunch of player stuff. Yeah. 
Plus, it makes you all feel unique because you have things that I can't do and whatever. Yeah. Got that. Choose a class. Again, just based on what we've talked about. Galdrian, Bard. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you either get plus two decks or plus two charisma. Can't be the same one you chose for your race. Uh, Ardith, Rogue, plus two decks or plus two charisma. Can't be the same one you chose. Gee, I wonder which one's going to be out of those two. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Suna, you get uh, either plus two strength, plus two decks, or plus two wisdom. Can't be whatever you chose. And Monk for Mike, for Iokus, you get to choose two, mostly because your initial, like, all of your cool stuff comes from your powers, not, like, actual class feats. So uh, you either get plus two strength, plus two decks, or plus two wisdom. Get to choose two, whichever one you didn't choose for race. Basically, because I have strength and wisdom as uh, my racials, I get... The other two. Plus two strength, plus two dex, plus two wisdom. Hey, it's good. These are the things specifically your class calls out that you get. If you want to make an argument for anything else, mundane, I'm on the table for it. Like, I don't care. So for Galdrian, you get any non-magical musical instruments of your choice... So what we did the last game, and I'm really a fan of it, because if you can't find the thing, you don't have the thing. Write it on cards. One one card per item, and that way, like, if you use potions or whatever, you just rip it up, toss it. So, uh, just a little bit of world-building question here. We, uh, traditionally, I've always portrayed Galdrain with a loot. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that the Sun Chaser sovereignty is kind of analogous to, like, Asia in some areas? It's so not Asia so much, um, like the the sovereignty proper. Which let me go bust out a map so I can explain. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I think it would be really cool if the it'd still be a loot instrument, but if it had like a slightly Asian flair to it. What are the the sem yeah Simpson Simpson It's more like a. Let me show you a picture of it. It's called an R-U-A-N. It's a Chinese instrument. It's a lot like a lute. In fact, it is a Chinese lute. This area right here, uh, this is called the Sovereignty Proper. Uh, And for those listening at home, I'll I'll, uh, take pictures. All of this, think very much like, as far as looks, not cultural temperament or anything like that, but looks-wise, it is very Japanese. Um, Pagodas, like... Imperial. Imperial. This area up here, well, this area here, it's called the Frozen North. Uh, it is not very populated, but it's very, like, it's starting to blend in European and Norse influences. This area up here is called Balatea. It's the heart of the Frozen North, and is technically part of the, so- the sovereignty. It's very tribal, like, bordering on Norse and... Um, like American native uh, cultures. All of this is called the Enchanted Forest region, and that's where she's from. It is like every fey nightmare you've ever heard. Um, in that it's it's just jealously guarded by a bunch of overly powerful magical beings, and a lot of people who go there don't come back. Um, you must really like it there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is really great. It's like Florida. So, yeah, everybody uh, retires there, one so, way or the other. So starting here, and all the way down to here, is called the Endless Plains. But she never leave. And it is 
very African in temperament, uh, leading down into the Sun Chaser Sovereignty, which, or not the, the uh, Five Star Authority, which is very Western, like colonial, how do I want to put it, like colonial Africa, Western. Mm-hmm. That's a very complex question, but if that is how you would like the instrument to be portrayed. <laughs> I think I'm going to yes. go to San Luke because I already like the mini. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, they don't have, uh, they don't have that option. I mean, the only person you could, who that's going to be a problem for is going to be me, who has to draw it. Nah, I think we'll stick with you. You get any number of non-magical musical instruments that you would like. You okay. get a I'm melee sorry. weapon of your choice, which I can't remember what you walked into the last game with. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I had a rapier. Now, okay. rapier is not on the bard list, but scimitar is. Uh, I don't know if there's actually a functional difference. So the way it works um, is your class actually determines your weapon damage. For example, you know it might say like 1d8 for bards, for scimitars, and longswords. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is effectively like any, any functional one-handed sword. Um, just like Ardith's Rogue, it's like any small melee weapon. Like a dagger it's or a, a knife. Yeah, as a D8. So she is as effective with a dagger as you are with a sword. Because that's what she specializes in. <laughs> Cleric fucking sucks at everything. Um, but they can get better. Uh, you get a ranged weapon of your choice, and specifically a light armor. You don't have to wear that light armor, but I think in your case... And we'll, we'll go through the classes. padded clothing is considered light armor. Yeah, we'll, we'll go through the classes and... Um, Determine what your your AC and weapon damage and I think is. Right here would still be fine. Yeah, that's fine. If that's how you want to go ahead and roll me, all of you can do this actually. Roll me a d6, multiply it by ten, and that's how much starting cash you get. Does monk? Whenever I was reading it, it said if you ch- like, it said something about some monks are poverty. Yeah, you can you can choose to have nothing. There's no benefit to that though. So. No. I mean, the benefit is, like, you don't need armor or weapons. So yeah. you can choose to not walk in with armor or weapons. Oh, a six. There you go. So you get 60. <laughs> well, you are a... <laughs> Forget this, guys! No battle poverty for me! <laughs> I think that's appropriate for Suna. I got ten. <laughs> the monk. Why are you still our sugar daddy? <laughs> right? Why? <laughs> Well, I mean, for Iacus's backstory, it tracks. Like, he wasn't <laughs> originally intending to be a monk. Speaking of, one one other thing, because this is kind of a joint, like, world primer and character building session. So, the universal standard of money is not gold pieces. It is ounces of silver. Like, the standard Sun Chaser Sovereignty, like, silver piece, mm-hmm. is a long very flat ticket, basically. Playing one ounce? Yes, that you can break up into ten pieces if you need to pay, for instance, copper piece value of a thing. Mm-hmm. Gold, How do you denote that? Just S or... S. Okay. Functionally, it's gold pieces. I will be using the mechanics from the game that are gold pieces. Yeah. Thematically. Thematically, it is, it is ounces of silver because gold is very useful to a lot of people in a lot of places and the last thing they want to do with it is pound it into coins. Especially, one of the things that we haven't talked about is... So, this is the authority, right? This is where you two are from. Mm-hmm. Way over there across this, like, 2,000-mile desert, 
there is effectively at some point there was a gigantic earthquake. This old, old city was unleashed from beneath the sands. It was full of people and constructs. They had all kinds of technology like guns and magic and magic guns and the ability to like bring entire races into creation just because that's what they needed at the time. But did they have gun magic? Uh, they do. Yeah. They have they have gun magic uh, species. So anyway, they like snap up gold like crazy for various things that people haven't figured out yet. Uh, somewhere floating over that city is also, or over that desert is a floating city, full of sometimes dubious people. They also snap up gold like crazy. Sky pirates. Gotcha. Yeah. No. No. Oh, okay. No, they don't like. They don't go after anybody, but it's one. It's a trading city that's like we're not of the world, so anything's legal here. Fair enough. So like we don't have to follow the world's rules, because nobody can come up here without us letting them. Yeah. Artith, you get clothes, light armor, and melee weapon. If you would like to have a brace of daggers, if you want a ranged weapon. Again, I don't remember what all you walked into. Uh, I want to say it was a bow. Originally, it was a bow, and then it got turned into a magical tattoo. Okay. I was, I was thinking this time, just like, throwing daggers and then two long knives. Okay. More yep. for flavor than for the mechanics of wielding two weapons at once. That's fine. Let's see. Suna, you get a melee weapon, a ranged weapon, and light armor. Your casting implements, you cast as though you were a divine character. Uh, so, I believe it's going to be wands. No, it's going to be staves and holy symbols. My holy symbol is a scythe. Ah! I mean, it could be. <laughs> Let's see. Iokas, uh, you get one or two melee weapons, if you choose. A ranged weapon, if you choose. And clothes. So, I, I see him more as a fist fighter. Can monks use staves? Like, yeah. what... Do, they don't get their monk damage Correct. with staves, though. Unless they are a very particular type yeah. of monk, they do not. I, I see it more as a flavor thing. Like, I could see him just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, pulls out the sword. Everyone's like, yeah. He just drops the sword, <laughs> squares up. Uh, we can talk about spike jack fighting styles. Okay. The spike jacks are called that because they... Be spiky. Be spiky. Like, they have gauntlets... Uh, so basically, uh, like knuckles, wrists, elbows, shoulders, knees, feet, uh, they have these barbed bits of metal built into their uniforms. So whenever I was reading about monks, it talked about like gauntlets mm-hmm. being considered weapons for him. Correct. So how does how would that work? Like what it's specifically in reference to are magical gauntlets. Okay. Nobody else. Well, there's maybe like one or two other classes that can utilize them, but they have to take a take the ability to do so. The way enchantments work in this system is that there are weapon-type specific enchantments and armor-type specific enchantments. Okay. So, like, a great sword would have a specific thing, a short sword would have a specific thing, like, so on and so forth. Okay. Gauntlets also have their own specific enchantments. Okay. Which means, right now, you are the only person who could utilize magical gauntlets as weapons. Okay. Uh, I think they might be one of the few things that's, like, this is default as, or this is their enchantment as weapon. This is their enchantment as armor. Yeah. So I think these guys might be able to use them as armor, but you're the only one who can use it as a weapon. Use it as a weapon. Okay. Effectively, though, 
the spike jack gauntlets, I'm still probably going to be doing more with my body yeah. as a monk than the weapons Correct. built into. Like, it might be flavor as I'm, as yeah. I'm fighting. All right, I punch them, hit them with my... So the, the primary reason that the, the spike jacks have them, aside from being intimidating as hell, yeah. is that some of them, and I don't know if Ardith got this ability or not, but uh, some of them can channel electricity. Yeah, yeah I did. That's this weird deal that they worked out with their god. Yeah. I remember. It, it was mostly... It was mostly, like, had resistance. Yeah, I think you got resistance. Because I didn't, I didn't get a chance to use the lightning spell yeah. I got. Uh, so it facilitated their ability to cast at-will spells on people. Okay. And in the, the system that this was previously in, uh, electricity damage was a big deal because you tasered people. You stunned them out of combat. Yeah. Functionally, like I said, if you want to pick a weapon, you can. Yeah. If you don't, you don't. Like, if you want to carry a gun, you're more than welcome to because that's... It's a thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll carry one just because I feel like... Like, I'll also have a kunai uh, for throwing dagger or whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it. Um, but I feel like it goes with the image. It's like part of the uniform. Yeah. Like, I may not use the gun, but so, I, I see somebody, like, capturing us, and they're like, all right, take his gun. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> Dang. Like, it's like part, but, it's your badge. So, yeah, but part of the intimidation is Spike Jacks have a... They have an appearance. An appearance. So uh, whether I use it or not... And it, it, if you took a gun, it would kind of denote you as, like, the new generation of... Spike Jack, simply because like the older ones before this deal with the technocracy carried like crossbows. So the people who've carried crossbows all their lives continue to carry crossbows. The new guys were given a gun, so they received that training. Yeah. Uh, at this point in time, guns are relatively unknown. Yeah. They were more prevalent in the last game, just because you know. Again, I'm not going to be too worried about it. I don't see him. But it's, it's there if you need it. Yeah. All right, so that's everyone's gear, everyone's money. Can I add um, Dave's tools and painting supplies to my stuff? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Oh, and my cooking stuff? Since I have the little camping... Is that... In my purse. I mean, is that a thing that you wanted to have represented in this iteration of Suna? Yes. Okay, then yeah. And again, uh, basically it's like you get hard cash, you more or less get these things and then anything else hand wave I'm more or less okay hand waving it as long as you're not like a, hey I'm, I'm Batman and I have everything <laughs> yeah oh you're throwing sharks at us good thing I got this shark to pull us <laughs> <laughs> alright so we'll start with Bard because it's first on the list indeed so Bard get plus two decks of charisma which we've already done mm-hmm. gear alright so Bards wear light armor so in light armor, your base AC is 12. And that'll go up with your attributes. You can use heavy armor, but you start taking attack penalties, and you can use shields, but you start taking attack penalties. Bards, their sweet spot is heavy one-handed weapons like swords or axes. So your base damage with a rapier would be 1d8. You can do two-handed weapons and stuff, but you start taking attack penalties. Did you take a ranged weapon? Yes, I took a... Short bow. With bows, short bow would be 1d6 damage per level. So your basic attack, I don't know if there's a spot on there. So your basic melee is strength or dex, plus your level versus AC. 
And it doesn't tell me you have to choose now, but I would imagine you just use whichever one is the best yeah. at the moment. On a hit, it's your weapon plus strength or dex damage. And on a miss, it's equal damage equal to your level. It's one of the things I like about this game is even if you miss... You're not completely useless. You're not completely useless. You're always hitting the ball forward. So it's just, just your level if you miss? Mm-hmm. Is it the same for them? For them... Like NPCs? Some did. of them. Okay. They, they also have unique miss things. Uh, let's see if I one. These guys, they take no damage from missed attacks. These, when they miss, they do 1d4 damage. Okay. Uh, so, you know, there's various various okay. little things. Uh, like this one guy, he's got an effect on 5, 10, 15, or 20, whether he hits or misses. Uh, your ranged is dex plus level versus AC, weapon plus dex damage. Your three, like, guaranteed class abilities. You have bardic songs, bardic cries, and uh, spells. They all kind of use the same spell slots. And we'll go into what that means here in a second. Your total hit points. I I didn't do that out of order. Let's generate ability scores first, because that way we don't have to go back and recalculate. Is this the same for everybody? This is the same for everyone. For some reason, they do have that... I think that should be first. Yeah. But yeah. You either get to pick an array. That's right. <laughs> not that one. Okay. That's it. She's too mean. <laughs> um, we have the extreme array, which is 18, 12, 12, 12, 8, 8. Oh. 16, 14, 12, 12, 10, 10. 16, 16, 10, 10, 10. Or 14, 14, 12, 12, 12, 12. Get the second one off. Yeah, yeah, can you it's repeat those six, lower? 16, 14, 12, 12, 10, 10. And that's the like the balanced one. So if you want to specialize, those your your low end is gonna What were the last three? I'm sorry. For uh or 16, 14, 12, 12, 10, 10. Uh, I'll just have to look at the paper here in a second. Yeah, that works. <laughs> There is a point by, but your most effective uses of it are those. Because there there are like 1,100 possible combinations, and I I pulled through them. Some of them are real bad. Like 1818-6666. There is one in the book that I I like where it had a... I think it had a 16... I'll pull up the standard. They had a 16 has the high end and one eight, but a lot of stuff was like right in the middle in the 12 to 14 range. The one that they recommend in the book is 17, 15, 14, 13, 12, 10. What is it? 17, 15, 14, 13, 12, 10. And you get bonuses every two, right? Like... Four. Is it like D and D? So every four levels, you get to add plus one to three different ability scores. Well, like, is your modifier? Is yes, there a, your modifier goes up by 12, one. 10, 10, 12. Yes, yes. Do you guys need to see? So okay, I got it. Is it okay <laughs> to take the seventeen, fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, twelve, ten? Yeah. Okay, I think. I mean, it's these are all built using the same ones. Okay. 
Uh, that one's just a little bit of a heartbreaker because it's got so many odd stats yeah. in it. Yeah. But with me getting three plus twos, like... Yeah. Way to, way to brag about it. <laughs> yeah. Now, on that one, could I bump down a 15 to a 14 and bump that 13 up to a 14? No? Mm-mm. Okay. That's, that's it's not an equivalent exchange. Okay, all right. Wasn't sure. And for Monk, it's Charisma, Dex, and Wisdom, which yeah. is not Charisma. I think it's um, Wisdom, Dex, Strength. strength. Yeah. Wisdom and Strength. Basically, like, whatever stats your class bumps, those are the important ones. Which would be... So, Wisdom for a Monk determines key, I'm Correct. sure. Uh, Dex determines initiative and uh, AC. It is a partial determiner of AC. Okay. Um, and Strength... Uh, I, con also does AC, doesn't it? Correct. Okay. Yeah, strength or strength is just damage. No, to determine your armor class, it's the middle stat of con dex or wisdom. To determine your physical defense, it's the middle of strength con or dex. And to determine your mental defense, it's the middle of int wiz or charisma. Con mod most directly affects your hit points and your recoveries, how much you can heal at a time. Uh, and then initiative is dexterity. Mental defense increased by level? Uh, yes. Okay. So it would be like... So if it's the middle of Int, Wiz, or Charisma, it would be using the the uh, bottom row. Uh, the, the one that includes your level when you're here? Correct. Okay. To me, this yes. indicates someone who's not so good at spellcasting. Who That's is, the highest wisdom. Who is a frontline... No, you can put those in any order. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that's someone who's real good at oh. fighting and not so good at spellcasting. Oh. That changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, I'm, I am not 3d6 down the line. <laughs> and to be fair, D&D was never 3d6 down the line. D&D started out as 46 drop lowest. See, that's that's how I grew up rolling stats. The one system I think did it well is Hackmaster, which is uh, you take 3D6 and you can rearrange them however the hell you want. But if you take them down the line, you get more skill points. You just get a bonus instead of a penalty. So if you, if you let them lay... Sure, you might end up with a 12 strength, but you've doubled your, your skill points for the game, the character creation, which is huge. Yeah. So, how does this array sound for a monk? Horrible. <laughs> strength 16, dex 19, charisma 15, intelligence 12, wisdom 15, charisma 10. Yeah. So that's like plus 3 strength, plus 4 dex, plus 3 con... No, plus two con, plus two wisdom, plus one intelligence, plus zero charisma. The other thing to consider with this is mm-hmm. all skill checks are direct statistic rolls. Okay, so, so it'd be d20 plus con. Correct. Yeah. So you don't have like any bleed over. You pick the, basically you pick your approach to doing a thing, and then you directly test that stat. Yeah. They also affect that, which I think that's a pretty good build. Yeah. 
It, not, Monk seems to benefit more from being more balanced, and yes, mm-hmm. his dex is a bit better, but something would be a bit better. I mean, I could do 17 dex and take that down to plus 3, and that would free up his 17 and maybe bump up his con up to 17. So that range the 15 for the 17. And I think that would probably come out a little bit better. Because he's a Minotaur, I see him having a... Hard, hard, yeah, harder to kill. Yeah, like... Uh, the other thing, He's a little bit less dexterous, but... The other thing to keep in mind is that... <laughs> while there's a fair amount of combat, I'm pretty split, like 50-50 yeah, yeah. on social stuff and skill stuff, so... I don't expect the nomadic slave cow to be the most charismatic. Charismatic. I mean, I could be his, wrong. His job. Oh, but we've seen how the jobs work in our party. Is that he does one thing two? really well, and we're gonna That's... botch it. So go ahead and and then the person who's terrible at it is gonna just to me. go astronomical. Yeah. I don't know. Did I move it down here? No. Add it up here. Now, do we need to put this under modifier? Like, do we need to put the base skill and then modifier and then the total, or do we put our no. after the class? Or and I, I no, okay. um, I think really I in in all instances, what will matter is your modifier plus level, which is the total. Okay, perfect. Any recommendation, recommendations for Rogue Beyond? Dex and Crayers about our king. Are you going to take? That arcane trickster. Yes. Then I would think you need intelligence. Mm-hmm. Let me let me read the talent again, but I'm fairly certain it does not say you can. So you gain a bard, sorcerer, sword mage, or wizard spell. If it's a melee attack spell, you can sneak attack with it. Yeah. So you'll have to use intelligence for that. So what is modifier level? Modifier plus level. Modifier plus level. Oh, okay. All right. Got you. So you do get the plus one for first level, if you want to put. Plus two. So does that look right to you? So a plus two right here. Is that a 15 or 13? 13. Plus one. Plus three. Plus one. Plus four. Plus zero. And then add one to all of those and write it down here. So this will be a plus three. Plus two. So on and so forth. Huh? You are, you are level one. Yes. Okay. These are your natural modifiers. You add your level to your natural modifiers and oh. put it down here. Oh, okay. I got you. Last time I saw that, it was on... It's in the... Uh, what, what are you looking for? The, the gods. Or the, no, the, the handout for the... The Sun Chaser Sovereignty gods? Yeah. Uh, it's in... Um, yeah. Facebook chat. Facebook chat. Do we have the icons yet? I do not. Okay. Like, does that affect it, this? It is. Okay. And actually, we'll go into what that means. Yeah, like, I have no, like, I Cause, cause I have no idea what that means. But. I'm going to give you all a little bit of advanced information that your characters don't know yet. I have picked at least one icon for each of you that you have to take okay. one of your three points for. Okay. Uh, and we'll get to that here in a second. So is everyone good on stats? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm actually pretty pretty happy with that split. It goes up relatively quickly. Oh, nice. 
Okay. He's never going to be the best at any one thing, but Galdrian's got a 19 charisma. <laughs> okay, how's the sound for a rogue? Um, 19 dex, uh, 15 charisma, wisdom 15, intelligence 14, con 12, and strength 10. Sounds about right. Okay, cool. This part is the only part of the math that makes my head explode. Hmm. How do I build a balanced character? You don't. True. Galdrian, your hit, total hit points are 7 plus your con mod times 3. For, let's see, who's next? Druid. Here we went through armor. You typically wear light armor. Your armor class in light armor is 10. You can use heavy armor. You can use shields. Uh, but you start taking attack penalties. Uh, and I actually like the traditional druid in D&D, because like, you can't wear metal armor. There's a build of druid in here that's like, yeah, but metal is mined from the earth, so yeah. I can wear it. Yeah. Your melee weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you decide what type of weapon you were going to... Last time I had a katana, but then I switched it for that cursed sword, or cursed staff. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of... Remember the snake thingy? Yeah. That was two different characters. Yeah, that was Talia's weapon. Talia had a staff, and then you got a cursed staff. I'm going with the katana either way. The only thing about that is that's that's like a heavy weapon for you. You'll take an attack penalty with it. Okay, then... Would you either... So, the examples that it it gives... um, I thought Suna had one before. Yeah, she she did. But she was more of a... Like, she was closer to a paladin than a druid. Oh, well then I'll go with a staff. Okay. If you want to make it more of... What are, what are they called? The like the croziers? Where it's got the hooks on the end? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to do something like that, it'll be a 1d8. But it'll be a two-handed weapon, basically. That's going to be perfect for you to let bonk people on the head. <laughs> Le bonk! I have to jump for that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's got the hooks for the knees, so she can go, le bonk! (laughs) Noink bonk. I I actually just looked up bladed crozier to see if that was a thing, but then I remembered that a crozier was made to not hurt people. (laughs) So (laughs) Google only pulled up like six pictures total. So did you want a ranged weapon? I had throwing knives before. So those, you'll be doing 1d4 with those, if you would like. Your basic attack is strength or dexterity plus your level plus uh, versus AC. Strength or dexterity? Strength or dexterity, whichever is better. Okay. Plus what? Plus level versus armor class. On a hit, you deal weapon plus strength or dexterity. Okay. On a miss, you deal damage equal to your level. Your basic ranged attack is dexterity plus level versus AC. Okay. On a hit, you deal weapon plus dexterity mod. Okay. On a miss, you deal nothing. Your guaranteed abilities are, and write these down and we'll we'll flush them out later, divine implements. So you you cast with um, holy symbols and staves. Mm-hmm. So you get nature talking. Okay. And wilderness survival. So wilderness survival means you never suffer from natural weather-related cold, heat, or exposure. And you can go a couple days longer without eating or drinking. Okay. Uh, nature talking gives you the ability to talk with plants and animals. 
twice per day, you can talk with a non-hostile animal or plant for a short time. You also get class circles. Uh, you are, correct me if I'm wrong, you are a circle of the land. Yes. Okay. What that means is your casting is dependent on the land that you are currently in. Yep. Yeah. Cave, dungeon, underworld, forest, woods, ice, snowfields, tundra, uh, mountains, plains, ruins, swamps, lakes, rivers, deserts, wastelands, hellholes, abysses, oceans, islands, or volcanoes. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Because <laughs> there's a lot. Okay. So I can't make it rain in the desert. Yeah. You actually can. Dollar bills, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Answers of silver, y'all. This is a whole lot more. <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically the way this works is almost every ability you take is going to be a combat-related ability, especially in regards to spells. Like, there's utility spells, but they have very defined things that they do. Like, invisibility makes you go invisible, you know, charm lets you charm people, whatever. But there's a feat you can take called Ritual Caster, which lets you basically freeform cast based on a spell you have. So if she has, like, a spell that goes, I summon a tree, an awakened tree, she can go, I am casting this as a ritual, take some time, make some skill rolls, and then suddenly she's grown a forest. So it, cool. it lets you expand on your combat abilities outside of combat. I really like that because, like, with D&D, you'd be like, you see the NPC wizards that can do all these cool-ass things, and you're like, fireball. <laughs> yeah, like, one, one of the rituals that they define is raining fire based yeah. on fireball. Yeah. Which is like, I just want to utterly decimate a fucking city. Give me, give me 12 hours and some skill checks. I'm going to start calling down fireballs on the whole city. Yeah. So you're... Total hit points are six plus your con mod. So six plus one times three. Times three is twenty-one. Yeah, you got twenty-one hit points. Ooh, oh wait, that's nice. not bad for level one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who's next. Monk, the good old Monk. Okay, your base AC in no armor or light armor is eleven. You can use heavy armor and shields, but you basically take double the penalties that these yeah. guys would take to use them. Uh, I'm just using my clothes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so your weapons are your hands and feet, right? So yes. you basically have three forms of damage. You have punch, or jab, punch, and kick. I want to say... Uh, D6, D8. Yeah, D6, D8, D8, D10. And your powers will call out which one to use. And is that one per level? Yes. So, like... so if it goes jab damage, that's 1d6 per level. Okay. Kick damage is 1d10 per level. God. Yeah. Uh, those tend to be like your finishing yeah, strikes. Yeah, yeah. But there are some openers that are like, start with a kick. Oh, you've decimated him. <laughs> Light weapons, you said uh, like throwing stars yeah. or throwing knives. Yeah. Uh, 1d4. So I'm going to write that on the throwing is that plus strength or just 1d4? Uh, it depends on how you utilize it, but weapon damage for that thing specifically for you is 1d4. What about the stave? Would that be... What it says is when you fight with weapons that match your school's tradition, your soul and training determines your combat abilities rather than the weapon itself. Whether fighting with bare hands or with melee weapons from your tradition, use jab, punch, and kick damage instead okay. of weapon damage. It says when you try to fight with weapons that are not from your tradition... 
uh, do the same thing, but at a minus two penalty. So if you pick up a great sword, yeah. same damage, just minus two. So how do I know if a stave is in my tradition? I would say it is. Okay, alright. It's more I, of a fluff thing, like... And I, I kind of think of it... We, we very briefly went over, like, the monastery where you trained. Yeah. Like, a staff is within their, like, daily gear for walking the yeah. desert. So yeah. I think that's reasonable. Well, and I came from the desert, so it... It wouldn't be... I would think, like, we crossed the line at actual manufactured weapons. Okay. Like, anything... Like, you could probably pick up an axe and be fine with it. Yeah. Because, you know, you probably use that to cut wood. Daily. But if, it, but if it's, like, an actual weapon desi- designed to hurt someone... Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, that's probably outside of your... So, jab, punch, kick. So, D4 for your stars. So, your basic melee attack... Okay. ...is dexterity plus level versus AC... So I write dex, so melee attack, dex plus level, mm-hmm. plus a versus AC. Mm-hmm. So do I write that down here as... I would just put dex plus level. Right. That way you can always know your damage is punch plus strength. Damage. Should be right next to it. So like if I just hit him, I get my punch dice... Mm-hmm. And if I'm doing a specific a... power, okay. So like the commander and the bard give out a lot of attacks. Okay. And usually that's like make a basic attack. Okay. If you miss, damage equal to your level. Your basic ranged is dex plus level versus AC. Okay. On a hit, it's weapon plus dex, and on a miss is nothing. You do get nothing. Okay, I got you. All right, so we went over jab, punch, and kick damage. Yep. Forms, so that's one of your guaranteed powers. Okay. When you learn a form, you get all three pieces, you know, starting, flow, and finisher. You have to... You can switch forms in the middle of a, of a progression, but you always have to do the next step yeah. in the progression. I can't do two punches. or Yeah, you can't do two openers. Uh, I think you can spend key to advance yourself. Okay. Uh, and I can do an opener in one form and then switch to an opener of another form. But no. like, it, it's, I, I thought I read that. Like well, you, can, you can stop a form Oh, yes, you can, you can stop a form. And then go into a new yeah. form. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. The, like, the only thing that that does is some forms give you bonuses for staying in that yeah, form. Yeah, of course. So it would stop that. As long as you use the proper element, opening, flow, or finisher, you can do it from any form you know. When you use an element of a form, you gain an AC bonus. So after an opener, you get plus one. After a flow, you get plus two. And after a finisher, you get plus three until the next round. So that's where your defense comes in. Yeah, I thought it was odd that the monk had such low base AC. Yeah, but as long as they're fighting, they... they they're get getting better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you get two-weapon fighting, which is to say, basically, you get to re-roll all twos. Okay. Are twos like ones in D&D? No, no. It's just, like, one is a critical fail, but you get to re-roll all twos on attack rolls. As long as... Because you're always considered having two weapons. Okay. You know, your best... You get bracers as magic items. So key, uh, you get a number of key points each day equal to one plus your wisdom modifier. It increases as you gain levels. You can spend key to modify the results of your attack rolls. You can spend one point of key to go up or down 
one with your attack roll, unless it's a natural one. And then your talents and feats give you key powers as well. And then cycle bonuses we went through. Which is, Why would you want to go uh, down one? Because some powers might be like, I trigger, five, I trigger on a specific number. And that treats it as a natural roll. Like, Correct. Okay. So it modifies the natural roll instead of the modified. Okay. Rogues prefer leather armor, blah, blah, blah. Light armor, your base AC is 12. Your sort of butter zone is dagger or smaller, Mm -hmm. or short sword or smaller. I mean, knives, yay. Yeah. Uh, That's 1d8 is what those will always do. Okay, it's an 8. And then range is 1d4? Yep. Okay. Okay, your basic melee is dex plus level versus AC. Can I hang a little lemon off of my hook? In memory of my lemon plant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that wasn't lemon plant. Lemon. It was a lemon tree. As long as you, lemon. as long as you don't enchant that staff and call it lemon party, I'm fine with it. I mean, she is wanting to scare everybody off, so <laughs> it still fits. <laughs> <laughs> this is my paladin's uh, golden sword. It's called the Golden Shower. It showers you with rays of radiance. <laughs> I remember, you can't have a lemon party without old Dick. It's still the same. This is dex versus level, uh, weapon plus dexterity damage, damage equal to your level on a miss. Okay, dex plus the dice for damage. Correct. Okay. It's exactly the same thing for your ranged attack, except oh. rogues are super awesome in that they get damage equal to their level on a miss with ranged attacks. And fighters, one of the big benefits of fighters is they do more damage on a miss. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I think they do like double or triple their level in damage on a miss. Because fighters in this system are nasty. Yeah. Like, they're, they are, it doesn't have the linear fighter quadratic wizard problem in this game. I hate that we get three because there are so many good ones. You get some more. Bard is one of the few classes that gets more. Oh, does it say you don't? Yeah. Boo. That's okay. There are some real good ones. It's like Ranger and one other one gets more. But the thing is, like, if you play it at a level, you can swap it out. Okay. Uh, if you don't like it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were discussing that to see if you were okay with that. Mm-hmm. So, I like this. Okay. Got weapons. Stop down. Cross features. Rogues have the ability to gain momentum. Okay. You gain momentum when you hit an enemy with an attack. You lose it when you're hit. Some of your powers require you to have momentum. Some of your powers require you to expend momentum. And they'll list that on the power. Does it reset if she hits a new enemy? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if she hits somebody, gains momentum, and then hits somebody else, she just still has momentum. Uh, but, for instance, if they counterattack, in the middle of that cycle, she can gain and lose momentum in the same. Uh, the thing to keep in mind in that is, is when you are specifically hit by an attack, yeah. things that have, like, damage on effect don't do it. So, like, if they have, a on a miss, ideal damage to you, mm-hmm. that doesn't count. Okay, so as long as they actively hit me. Correct. You have sneak attack. Now, I need to explain to you what sneak attack damage does. I know you are not familiar at all with rogues or elves or stabby shit in the back. Um, No, not at all. Never, not even once. 
So once per round, when you hit an enemy that's engaged with one or more of your allies, or various, yeah, or, or various <laughs> other triggers, like there are some abilities and talents that are just like, like the, I think the one we talked about lets you start stacking sneak attack damage on ranged hits. Mm-hmm. That has its own prerequisites. You get to deal 1d4 extra damage, and then that scales with you as you level up. Feats to note on that. Uh, your sneak attack feature also, you can get it to work on the first round of combat against enemies with a lower initiative. Your dex based character, that's going to basically be everyone. Yeah. You can make your sneak attack work against enemies are, who are confused, dazed, vulnerable, or weakened. At 8th level or above, once per battle, when you miss an attack that would have allowed you to deal sneak attack damage, you can just deal sneak attack damage for free. Isn't there one where you could deal sneak attack damage on something that doesn't that doesn't meet the requirements for sneak yes. attack? Okay. There, there are all kinds of qualifiers for that. Okay. Uh, it just depends on how you want to spend your feats. Okay, cool. Uh, you also have trap sense. If a rogue skill check involving the, a trap is a natural even failure, you can re-roll it once. If it's a natural odd roll, you can force the trap. To, a trap attacks you, and it has a natural odd roll. You can force the trap to re-roll the attack once. And like I said, I'll get you printouts of mm-hmm. these things, or we'll make the cards or whatever. But basically, like whether you are trying to observe, disarm, whatever a trap, you have a chance of a re-roll, and if a trap is attacking you, you have a chance of a re-roll. You also, and I didn't know if it was a route you wanted to take, there are certain rogue powers that have the shadow keyword. That's your, like, actually supernatural rogue. Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, I get to disappear into my own shadow and leave the battlefield and then pop back in behind somebody. Which there's a talent, which we'll get into here in a second, Mm -hmm. called uh, Shadow Adept, which makes those powers better. I think we've done the basics for you, for you, for you. Did we do defenses? That's what I was fixing to get to. Okay. I'm trying to to keep everybody, like, on the same line. No, I totally understand. All right, so for Bard. Did that initiative for everyone is Dexterity Mod plus your level. Where is that on the sheet? On Red Flow, your decks. Oh, yeah, it's already filled oh. in. Yeah. Yeah. It's right here. Oh. oh nice. It's already filled in. For the bard, armor class we did, physical defense, the good old PD. And this is different for each of you. Okay. Uh, so yours is 10, plus the middle modifier of strength, dex, or con. And that's not including level, right? Oh, it is including level. Okay. So what is your average AC, hmm? would you say? Like, what's a what's a pretty normal physical defense? In the 13 to 15 range. Okay. Armor class for you is your base, which I believe is 12, plus the middle of con, dex, or whiz. This is the What's the difference between AC and physical defense? So is that like flat-footed? It's like reflex. Okay. Basically, it's right. anything that is not like a direct attack at you, but is targeting your physical being, is physical defense. That's pretty good. Mental defense. 
is 11 plus the middle of int, whiz, or charisma. Uh, let's see, hit points we did. Recoveries, you have 8. Which I believe everyone has 8 recoveries. Yes. Backgrounds and icons will get to you get 3 talents and 1 feet. <laughs> You're a one-feated man. Okay. Uh, First level. Drood. How Drood? <laughs> okay. Your initiative we already took care of. Mm-hmm. Your armor class is 10 plus con the middle of Condex or Wiz. Okay. Okay. Uh, physical defense and mental defense both. Well, all right. Physical defense is 11 plus strength, dex, or con, the middle, whichever. Okay. Mental is 11 plus middle of int, wisdom, or charisma. And that's plus the level, remember. Use this row, not this row. So your AC is going up every time you level, which is nice. I like that. I know that's self evident, but still. (laughs) Oh, it's nice. Worry about bumping your attributes. Hmm? Okay, hit points you did. Recoveries you have eight. Mm hmm. Recovery dice. We did not do for Steve. Hold on. Skip it. Your recovery dice, Steve, are 1d8 times level plus con mod. Plus con mod without level? Uh, no. It is con mod with level. Oh, okay. At least that's the way I'm going to roll it. So, like, 1d8 plus 3 times your level. Yeah, something gives you a heal. You start at 1d8. Add three to it and then multiply it by your level. Correct. Uh, no. It is one d eight times your level. One d eight times your level plus, plus the modifier. Okay. Uh, your recovery dice are one d six times level plus con mod. Six times level plus what? Con mod. Okay. The monk uh, armor class with no or light armor. Is 11 plus the middle of Condex or Wiz plus level. So I have 331, three, so that'd be 3, right? Correct. Okay. So 15. Hey, not bad. Uh, physical defense is 11 plus Strength, Dex, or Con. 15. Okay. And mental defense is 11 plus Int, Wiz, or Charisma. 13. Uh, hit points we did. Recoveries you have. No, eight. no, we didn't. Oh, it's 7 plus Con Mod times your level. Or uh, 7 plus Con Mod times 3. 7 plus con, that's 10. So 30 hit points. There you go. Hard to kill. Oh, I'll manage it. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't. My dice love doing that. Recovery dice is 1d8 times level plus con mod. So what I'm going to suggest for you is to make a little card for your form. So one for opening, one for flow, and one for uh, finisher. That's got the AC bonus on it that you can swap out after you do it. That way you remember your AC has a modifier based on what you're doing. All right. Because, like, my base AC right now is 15. As soon as I jab somebody, it's a 16. Correct. Punch somebody, it's a 17. Does that also affect my mental defense? No. Okay, just AC. I believe there are feats that let it affect your physical defense, though. I was just making sure I wasn't going to have to keep track of those going up as Mm -hmm. well. No. Rogue, did we do your hit points? Nope. Six plus con times three. And that is just your straight con modifier, not con con plus level. Oh, so, yeah. Mine was con times ten. 
24? So that's 30. Is this chapter 24? 2 yep. times 3 is 18. 18. 18. Okay. Wait. No, that's not right. Oh, are you the squishiest? Strokes usually are. Yeah. What's her, uh, like, 6 plus con mod? Yeah, which is a 1. 6 plus con, so that's... Times 3 yeah. is 21. Yeah, you should be oh. at 21. Okay. I'm math wrong. You're still somewhat squishy, but you're not... You're not horrendously yeah. squishy. Yeah. Mine was 7 plus con, which is it's 10 times the gotcha. want One it. whack of a scimitar, uh, less squishier than gallery. Uh, initiative we did, armor class is 12 plus the middle of con dex or wits. Ah. That includes your level modifier. Okay, say it again. Con dex or whiz? 12 plus the middle of con dex or whiz plus level. Okay, so those modifiers. Plus level. Plus level. And not... Not 12 plus whatever that modifier is plus level. It is 12 plus Wait, the it'd modifier. Same, it'd be the same plus, thing. Yeah, 12 plus modifier plus level. Yeah, use the bottom line. That's what. Okay, use, use the bottom line to figure out which modifier. Correct. Okay. So it'd be 12 plus that bottom line of the middle, the middle one of the bottom line. Okay. Hey, that's better than me. Fifteen. Physical defense is twelve plus strength dex or con. The middle of. Them. Plus level. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. Okay, last one. Mental is ten plus int, whiz, or charisma plus level. Whichever one's the middle. <laughs> Excellent. Hit points we did, yep. recoveries we did, you have eight. Okay. Okay. Your recovery dice are 1d8 times level plus con mod. 1d8 times level plus con mod. Mm-hmm. The number of dice goes up each level. Correct. Okay. So, like, for example, if you were to drink a healing potion, basically the difference in effectiveness of healing potions mm-hmm. are the minimum and maximum you can heal. So like an adventurer level potion is cheap, but it only lets you heal up to like 30 hit points, regardless of what your recoveries are. And it's a straight con mod without level. Correct. Okay. Sure, I'm doing my math, right? 